0: And uh, stay tuned for Pastor Bruce Carter. i see some people maybe even me who are really hurting and so the name of this sermon is of course for the grace of god has appeared but before i go into this sermon this is not on your screen i'm going to ask you to listen to matthew chapter 11 and then first peter Chapter 5, verse 7. So here I go with Matthew chapter 7. I did not have this plan, so please endure for me for a moment. And we'll take it from there. So again, Matthew chapter 11. Here goes. If I can't get it soon, I will repeat it. I hope verb, verb... Yes, I meant verb and word for word. Well, I'm still not at 11. I'm at 21. That's what happens when you get prepared sometimes by the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? amen? See, everything doesn't have to come from a word for word prepared sermon this is for you and me and anyone else I'm going to say this again to make myself clear I'm assuming that there are some hurting people and there usually is in any congregation so listen closely let me clear my throat Come unto me, all you that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm going to say that again. Come unto me. That's Jesus talking. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. Can I get a witness? If you're hurting this morning, and I'm sure there are some, Jesus says, take my yoke upon me. Come unto me. I don't know who you are. I don't know who I'm talking to. But there are some hurting people. Jesus says, come to me. And I said this before. A lot of people put, and I'm not denying God is there because he certainly is. But Jesus did not say, come through me to the Father. He said, Come to me. Can I get a witness? I know I'm repeating myself. And you might have to slow me down sometime. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'm going to say this again. If you're hurting this morning, why don't you come to Jesus? Because he's looking for you. And when you come to him. He will take that burden upon himself. And guide you through the. Junk. And all the hurt and pain. That's in your life. You try to do it yourself. You're sure to fall on your face. Can I get a witness? Now I'm not going to go to. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 1. Because it might take too long. But it says. Cast all. Say all, all. Your care upon him. And many of you know the next part. For he cares for you. Get that. We're going to go over. Who said that also later on? Perhaps. Cast all. Some of you try to take those burdens, those cares upon yourself. and You know the rest of the story. All right, let me go on. I know I've spoken to someone. Number one. Titus chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. For the grace of God has appeared... 9 through 15. All right. Urge bond slaves, number two, to be subject to their own masters in everything, to be well pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior. I want you to notice that, that's very prominent in Titus, our Savior in every respect. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously and godly in this, I know this is the present age. I'm not going to try to Exodus these scriptures until we go over them looking for the blessed hope and their paying of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself a people for his own possession zealous for good works. These things speak and exhort or encourage and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Okay, number four. Let's go back to our opening verse nine. Urge bond slaves to be subject to their own masters and everything to be well-pleasing, not argumentative. Exhort slaves to be always obedient to their own nurse. And you give them satisfaction in everything, not contradicting and not pilfering. I'm gonna learn what pilfering is. And I hope you don't get bored. And I always say, you should never get bored with the word of God. Kind of got a witness. Amen. Never get never get bored. I'm only gonna give you a partial. History of slaves. That's right. Slaves back in that time. And please, try not to get bored with this so-called history. It's very, very important in our texts. Slaveholders often stereotype slaves in general as lazy. I'm going to get off the course a little bit here. Can you say lazy? Uh, I'm not picking on you, I might as well be picking on myself. That word lazy, I I wonder, and this has nothing to do with slavery, I wonder how many of us are lazy about reading the word of God. Can I get a witness? We can do everything else, but we can't get into the most Honorable and precious and costly thing in the whole world, the Bible, and who it contains. Are you lazy? And if you are, why don't you talk to the Lord about it so that you may absorb, concentrate, make it be a priority in your life. But only you know that. Let's get back to the original meaning. Slaveholders often stereotype slaves in general as lazy or prone to argue with their masters and liable to steal what they could. Lower level slaves, after all, did not have the incentive or incentives to perform to the highest level. Given the prejudices and potential persecution that Jesus' followers already faced, they needed to counter stereotypes Let me make that in modern vernacular. If you're a Christian, do you know it is an honor to be a slave of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? It's an honor. And being a follower of Jesus Christ Don't you know that we need to act like we belong to Jesus Christ? Can I get a witness? Why are you getting so low on me? You know I'm telling the truth. Let's get real with Jesus. Slavery in the Roman Empire. Slavery in the Roman Empire took a wide range of forms, some of which were barely comparable forms of slavery later practiced in the Americas or Arab world. Most doctors were Greek slaves. Many slaves were educated scribes, and some household slaves were or are important homes, managed estates, or wielded more power than most free persons. Romans were happy to enslave anyone. Let me say this. I thought about this, that last statement. Romans were happy to enslave anyone. Don't you know the God of this world, Satan? He's happy to enslave you with alcohol, drugs, whatsoever you are prone to make a habit if it's not in. The will of God. Don't you know He's happy to enslave you? Can I get a witness? And there's only one person, if I can make up this word, who can enslave you. His name, there is no other name under heaven by which you must be. Unslaved. Can I get a can I get a witness? If you are entangled in some type of ungodly habit, God sent a son. Matter of fact, the only son. Matter of fact, the only begotten son. If the son shall you free. Free so set you free you shall be free indeed. I'm glad someone said hallelujah because you've been set free by that son who had a personal relationship with God the Father before the world began who stepped out of eternity to save your soul and my soul, you shall be free. Indeed, I have to slow myself down because I feel myself being speeded up by God the Holy Spirit. And when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, he has an effect on you. Can I get a witness? I don't know what kind of effect, but he has some kind of effect. Those observations should not, however, be used to downplay the evils of slavery. Slavery is evil. I don't care what form you take it unless it's freed by the Son of Man. Roman law acknowledges that slaves were persons by nature. From an economic standpoint, they were treated as property. Did you know that? Slaves were treated as property. The head of of a house could legally execute his or sometimes her slaves, though he had financial incentives not to do so. And they would all be executed if the head of the house were murdered. Number eight. Slaves composed a large part of the agricultural workforce in the parts of the empire. There they were competing with the free peasants for the same work. Gladiators and slaves working in the mines had the worst lives, usually dying quickly. Male household slaves were generally had life better, though female household slaves and sometimes boys were vulnerable to sexual exploitation and slaveholders. Number nine. Household slaves were the only kind of slaves addressed in Paul's writings and addressing urban churches. In contrast to most slaves in more recent agricultures, slaves in the ancient Mediterranean, excuse me, Mediterranean world were able to work for and achieve freedom. Some slaves, excuse me, Some scholars estimate that even as half of household slaves may have had the opportunity to become free at some point in their lives. At least if they lived for an extended time. Some free household slaves became independently wealthy. At least in Roman culture, their former Holders became their patrons and were supposed to help them advance in society. Economically, socially, and with regard to freedom to determine their future, many of these male household slaves were better off than average free persons in the Roman Empire. I'm going to skip number 11, so go to number 12. No, I think you better back up, I'm sorry. Some philosophers said that slaves were slaveholders equals and persons, but in this period they did not urge masses to free their slaves. Nearly everyone took the institutions for granted, except early Stoics, who were Stoics a group of people who who eliminated feeling said, you don't need this. You don't need that. We're going to live a very, very strict life. Nearly everyone took the institution for granted except early Stoics who said it was against nature. Yet Paul, number 12, seems to believe that it is against nature in principle and applies that principle by asking for (coughs) Philemon, I didn't pronounce that correctly, I know I didn't, Philemon, to free Anesimus for ministry with Paul. Now that Anesimus is a brother, Paul is asking, you free this brother, you've been freed by Christ, don't you see the necessity of freeing this person to be with me as a Christian brother? How can I apply that to us? If you've been freed by the Son of Man, don't you see the necessity of telling other people about Jesus Christ? Can I get a witness? Well, I guess I can't get a witness. Amen. I'm going to say it again. Somebody testify. If you've been freed by the eternal Son of Man. Don't you see the necessity of saying, I've been freed by this Lagos. I've been freed by this man who had a personal relationship with God the Father through all eternity. You don't have to say it like that, but you could say it in a very personal way. I've been freed by Christ. Don't you see the necessity of telling other people about who Jesus is? Now can I get a witness? First 10, not pilfering, but showing all good faith that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in every respect. Neither giving away, privately selling, nor in any way wasting the master's goods. What's he saying? The word signifies not only stealing from his master another's prospect, but giving back a part of the price of commodity sold on the master's account. Don't steal from your master. When the time comes, maybe God, in his grace, will have the master free you in his glory. 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. Well, here he goes again. I don't know why I repeat this so often. I have an inkling because so many religions are telling you you have to be a good person before you get saved. You have to abstain from this. you have to abstain from that. If you get saved by the grace of God, you will, because of God the Holy Spirit dwelling you, free you to know that we're saved. Ephesians chapter 2, for by grace you have been saved through faith, it is a gift of God, not because of your good works, lest anyone should boast. Let me say this again. You do not get saved by your good works, your good deeds, and all those other Peripheral things. You get saved by the grace of God because He saves you through faith. Amen. And how does He save you? This is how He saves you the Holy Spirit tenderizes your heart and has you, has me, has anyone to point all my sins? I'm going to make it personal, and all your sins were laid upon the Son of Man, and He said those memorial words. It is finished to And In order for me to say, slow down, I'm going to put it this way: You might want to join me. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin has left that crimson stain. Jesus wiped it. White as snow. Can I get a witness? Maybe you can sing it with me. I probably won't end it, but you can keep singing. Jesus let's pay it all. Come on now. All to him I owe. Sin. Has less a crimson stain? He washed it white as snow. The gospel is the manifestation of the grace of God, our Savior, for the great purpose of man's sanctification. Say, sanctification! Don't you know that once you get saved, that word sanctification means He has set. You are part. You are no longer a part of the sisters. There I go again. System of this word. See what I mean? Every time I get a little bit excited, my language changes. And when you get saved, don't tell me that your language doesn't change. Step by step. Sanctification, say it. I know I asked you to say it before. If you are a Christian, whether you're a brand new Christian or a later on Christian, Jesus has set you apart. Now, maybe I can say it right this time. You are no longer a part of the system of this world. I don't know who I'm talking to. I have no idea. But if you are still, I'm not picking on anybody, acting like this world, drugs like this world, drinking like this world, cursing like this world, you are not showing evidence of your new nature in Christ. Can I get a witness? Instructing us to deny, number 15, and let me start again. Instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Denying ungodliness, all things contrary to God. I'm going to ask you, Christian, and you don't have to answer me, you have to answer to God, at least in this situation. Are you and I doing things very contrary to your new nature? Whatever would lead us to doubt his being, deny any of his essential attributes, his providence or government of the world and his influence on the souls of men, everything also which is opposed to his true worship, Theora- now. Forget that word. Practical atheism, deism. There is no God, and irreligion. All religions lead to, the, to lead to God. How untrue! I'm going to repeat a very familiar verse, and I want you to finish it. Jesus said, "I am the way, the Truth, and the and no one comes to me, no one comes to the Father except through me. 16, such desires, affections, and appetites as men are governed by who have been their portion in this life, live without God in the world. Gluttony, drunkenness, lasciviousness, what's that mean? Greediness, anger, malice, revenge, together with the immoderate love of riches, power, and fame. What about gluttony? You know all about it. What about drunkenness? What about lasciviousness, greediness? How are you and I on anger, malice, revenge? Oh, I'm going to get them back. They hurt my feelings, and I hurt their feelings. Together with the immoderate love of riches, power, and fame. I know I have fame there. Looking for the blessed hope. And the appearing of the glory of our great God as Savior, Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. Number 18. This is not original. I do not want you to think this is for me. I gathered that from my study. God in Christ is our Savior in Titus. God the Father, but at the proper time manifested even his word, in which proclaimed, with which I was entrusted according to the commandment of God our Savior. That's on God the Father's side. Titus four. To Titus, my true child and a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. You notice on God the Father's side it says our Savior. Then on the other side under Christ says Christ Jesus our Saviour. Well how many Saviors are there? Somebody said it right. Nineteen. God and Christ our Savior in Titus, not pilfering, but showing all good faith that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Saviour in every respect. God the Father's side. Looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ of Christ Jesus. Let me get off all this academic stuff. Do you know that Jesus Christ is coming back? And he's coming back for his church. What is the church? Every born-again Christian, can I get a witness? I want you to sincerely ask yourself, have you been born again? Have you been sanctified? Have you been set up apart for Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know he's coming back for you? You're a part of the New Testament church. And did you notice it says appearing. He's coming back in bodily form. Don't be fooled by any false doctrine. Jesus Christ is coming back as the God man. Because he is truly 100% God and 100% man. I want to add this. I don't know if this is in my notes or not when he comes back. He's coming back for you separately and as part of his church. And maybe this is a warning for some of you, including me. The judgment seat of Christ. Do you know that after you and I get saved, We're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And he's going to judge us to what we have done after we got saved. Can I get a witness? Do not be deceived. Oh, I got saved. That's all I have to do. Yes, you're saved. But what did you and I do? Notice I said you and I. What did you and I do after we got saved? I didn't say you didn't get unsaved, but I said, he expects good works out of you and I after we get saved. And he's going to ask you, in what form, I don't know. We are going to stand before the judgment beam of Christ. What did you say that for, Brother Bruce? I don't want you to sit back going, I got saved way back 10 years ago, and I haven't done anything since. Did you tell people about Yeshua? That's right, Jesus. Did you tell him that he's the only way? Did you tell him that you got freed from this drug, that drug, that thing, pornography, whatever it may be? 20. God the Father, but when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love... For mankind appeared. There it is again. God our Savior. On the Christ side. Whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ. Our Savior. I don't have the slightest idea who I'm talking to. But I know I'm talking to somewhere. Somewhere. Someone. I don't know why... the Holy Spirit keeps impressing this upon me. Do you know Jesus? Do you, do, you, do you really have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I appeal to you. Whoever he is desiring me to speak to, I appeal. I urge you. Twenty one. Have you embraced the Greek God and Savior Jesus Christ? But this man, after he offered. One sacrifice for sins. sat down on the right hand of the majesty on the high. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say it again. But this man, Hebrews chapter 10, after he offered one sacrifice, not as the high priest who offered them over and over and over and over again. He offered one sacrifice which satisfied his father. He who knew no sin Became sin for you and me that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. He, He knew no sin, Jesus Christ, became sin. Do you know Jesus became sin for you personally that you might become the righteousness? I'm going to appeal to your emotions and to your common sense. Jehovah God the Father, if you want to call him Jehovah, I'd rather say God the Father or Yahweh, took all your sins, past, present and future And laid them, that's right, Isaiah said, he caused to meet all of your sins and my sins on his son. He who knew no sin became sin for you and me. I'm going to make this graphic because it is graphic. The thorns that were placed on Jesus' head were not just ordinary thorns. You probably know from history they were gigantic. The stripes that were placed on his back by the soldiers ripped his skin off of his back. Unto us, a child was born. Unto us, a Savior was given. And he shall be called the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's who hung on that cross. And he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. if you're not saved here today, and I don't know why I'm going slowly, if you're not saved, you're lost. And you're on your way to eternal separation from God. You need to ask yourself this question. If you were to die today and stand before God, and he would ask you, Why should I let you into my kingdom? What would be your answer? Would it be, as I said before, because of your so-called good works? Would it be because you gave so much money to the church? Would it be, I have many people in society, in this town, if it's not based on, On the finished work of Jesus, you are vitally deceived. Can I get a witness? 22. I only have 31 slides. Somebody said amen to that. I don't blame you. Let's take a look at this great God and Savior in creation. When God the Father said, let us make man. Did you notice I have us capitalized at least to you? Let us make man in our image, according to our Likeness. I want to slow down when I say this. God emphatically is a triune being. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? It was God the Son, I know I'm repeating myself, who allowed all of your sins to be placed on him. He allowed it. But I love what he said in the end. No one takes my life from me. I lay it down. Jesus voluntarily laid his life down for you and me. Did you get the rest of it? No one takes my life from me. I lay it down. But he also said this. Destroy this temple. And I will raise it up. In three days, Jesus raised His own body from the grave. Can I get a witness? That's the kind of person who paid for your sins and mine, and that's why Psalm nineteen one says this. This is only partially. I had so many more. I just had to. De- I couldn't include them on. The heavens are declaring. That's the King James, the glory of God. And the expanse is declaring the work of his hands. What's the work of God's hands? I want to shout, but I can't. (laughs) For God so loved the world that he gave his only unique son. And I like to say that word son. For God so loves the world that he gave his only unique son that whosoever believes in him, trusts in him, could be saved. Well, I gotta go home and I gotta clean up this habit. Now, I know I said this before. If you get saved, you'll start to clean up your habits. Can I get a witness? He'll work on you day after day, and night after night, year after year, because you're his son. I thought my fingers would be better if I did it this way. A clear, starry night in the country, away from the city lights and noise is the perfect way to clear your mind and put life's worries and frustrations in perspective. You might count the stars. You might try counting the stars with your finger picking out familiar constellations or searching for the North Star. Or maybe, if you're lucky, catching a glimpse at a fallen star. The inky black Pierce by Frank. Pring- Pen pricks, I don't know, I'm having trouble today with my pronunciation of silver and gold. It's breathtaking. I want you to really pay attention to this. Philip W. Keller in a shepherd song looks at 23. I frequently go out at night to walk alone under the stars and remind myself of his majesty and might. Looking up at the star-studded sky, I remember that at least 250 million by 250 million such bodies, each larger than our sun, one of the smallest of the stars, has been scattered across the vast spaces of the universe by hand. As I thought about what Philip Keller said, and this is not original, I don't want you to think I made this up. This is from Philip Keller. 250 million. If he can count 250 million by 250 million, that means times. Think about the number of sins you and I have committed and he sent them To the cross. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows every sin you've ever committed. And He bears the penalty of not only 250 million times 250 million lashes for you, not literal. He can take care of you. Can I get a witness? Look to the heavens and praise him. Every born-again Christian ought to be full of praise. Praise him for getting up in the morning. Praise him for taking a step praise Him for being able to drink water. Just keep on praising. Just praise and praise and praise because that's what you're going to be doing for eternity. Rest in the assurance that His might is sufficient for us to overcome. You can be an overcomer, not an undercover. Matter of fact, I think I want to turn to that. Go ahead, brother. Excuse me. And we know... But all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that Died Yet rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, whom we also may for intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword? Now, in all things, we are more than conquerors. For I am persuaded... That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Can I get a witness? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. The heavens are declaring the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name and all the earth. When I consider your heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you should care for him? I'm going to say it again. God cares for you. What's the proof, Brother Bruce? I'm looking at that clock. Hands nailed to outstretched beam. Feet placed together and nails, thorns on his brow, and left there suffocating for six hours, and I'm going to say this again in case you missed it, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down. And before he said, It is fi- finished, he took every jot and every tittle of your sins and mine. And for that, you ought to say, and I ought to say, Hallelujah! What a Savior. Can I get a witness? I've been justified. What's that mean? Just As God if never freed from justified, means freed from every sin, sanctified, set apart. And someday, by His grace—that's right. By it's all by that initial thing. By grace, He's going to glorify me, and I'm going to become more. And more like his son. Can I get a witness? Never to die physically again. Forever, O Lord, this is 27, your word is settled in heaven. Say word. I don't know why I keep diverting just a little bit. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled forever. How about your and my mouth right now? What's it, what's it, I'm going to say this, what's it look like? He counts the number of the stars. He gives them names to all of them. Imagine that. Now I know this is not accurate. So 250 million by 250 million, he knows the name of every star. And if he knows the name of every star, he knows your name by heart. Can I get a witness? Let me ask you one question. I'm almost done. Is your name written in the book of life? Is it there? These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know." Every Christian ought to know, not boastfully, ought to know his name is written in the book of life. 28. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself a people for his own possession Don't you know Jesus Christ owns you as a Christian? He owns you. Isaiah 53. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. There I go again. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord, Yahweh, there it is, laid on him. I said it before. There is no greater person than God the Father taking all your sins and laying them on his son. He couldn't have offered any better, any greater salvation. He couldn't have done it. Let me repeat that last part again. And the Lord that is Yahweh, hath laid on him, that is Jesus, the iniquity of us all. And in the Hebrew, here's what it reads like, made the iniquity of us all to meet on him. No wonder. Yes, I said it before. As Jesus saw the iniquity of all our sins, no wonder he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? His purpose in redeeming us from the curse of the law was to redeem us from all lawlessness, lawlessness and to <coughs> forgive you, ladies and gentlemen, and to purify to himself and people for his own possession. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. That you may proclaim, there it is. How can you and I keep this so great salvation silent? How can you do it? Who has called you out of darkness. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit called you out of darkness. Into this marvelous light. Another praise, another purpose. He called you out of darkness to keep you and me out of hell. Don't let anybody tell you that hell is the grave. I don't care if it's Brother Bruce, Brother so-and-so, doesn't matter. The Bible teaches to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, or to be absent from the body. I don't even like to say it. You know what I was going to say. Here's my last one. These things speak. Say speak. No, I'm not going to try to read the rest. These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Sometime when you tell people about Jesus, I don't want to hear it. He did nothing for me. My life is upside down and inside out. I'm going to say what I said from the beginning. Come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy and my load is light. If you're here this morning and you don't know, and you don't know Jesus, Talk to Pastor Jack. Talk to one of the people in the leadership staff. Or just talk to an ordinary born-again Christian. I I like to say this. Every born-again Christian has had the same experience in some type of way. They've been brought out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Talk to any ordinary Christian. Let's give the Lord a hand. I'm done.